All right, lads, welcome back to my podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you subscribing. I don't know what order in which I've released these, but I guess this is number 10. Double digits, I made it. I made it to number 10. Uh, I really am grateful, though. I just want to say that for the amount of listeners, how it's grown so fast. I wasn't expecting this at all, and it's about... I meant to mention this on the last podcast, the last episode. The only reason I did this was because uh, when I was down at Uncle Vinny's in New Jersey, and I go down there uh, three, four times a year maybe to that club down there, Uncle Vinny's. And there's always a guy who comes out to see me pretty much every week, every time I'm down there. Michael Turtle comes down, and he's a gentleman from Liverpool, and he's a really cool guy. And he... uh, and he said to me, he goes, uh, you know, I'm not going to try his accent, but he's actually one of the cool people from Liverpool. Because Liverpool, like when you think of the Beatles, you think of Liverpool, very boring and dragged on accents, right? Michael's got a cool accent. And uh, he's all, he kind of he said it to me, you should have a podcast, you should have a podcast. And I, I kind of like, ah, maybe, maybe not. So uh, I went ahead and I said, ah, you know what? Michael is right. Let me just try bang one out and... Let me see what happens. I'll keep it nice and short. And uh, it's shorter than most. That's what she said. <laughs> and uh, so I said, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll do it. And now it's kind of, it's really taken off. And I wasn't expecting it to kind of take off to as well as it's been doing. So a big thanks to Michael Turtle there. You'll find him on my uh, Facebook and Instagram if you want to give him a shout out. And thanks. So thanks very much, Michael. I appreciate it. This is the monster it is because of you, sir. Um, uh, and you know, it's funny because now when I, I upload this podcast, I can now have uh, all the stats and my measurements and numbers about where I'm listening. And I have 64% of my listeners, and there's a few thousand there now, and 64% of them are all in America, which is understandable. You come see me after a show, you've never seen me before, and you go... Where can I get more of him? Where can I get more of that lad? Right? So you find the podcast. So I understand I do pretty much 99.9% of my shows are done in America. And in second place, you would think it's Ireland, wouldn't you? The home country. Switzerland. No, no, Sweden. Sweden. Would you believe that? The next group of people listen in Sweden. I guess I'm huge in Sweden. <laughs> and then Ireland. What the fuck, lads? You sick of me for years and years? So you're like, yeah, I'm not listening to him again. We finally got rid of him. And you think we're going to tune into him again? 6% of them. I bet none of them are my family, actually, now that you mention it. There's a few in the UK, Taiwan, Japan, India. Canada's got a few up there. Canada. Although I know up in Canada is my good friend Ed. Ed is up there and Ed has kind of helped me design a logo now because I said, you know what? Since it's taken off now, I might as well get a little bit professional looking. So Ed has sent me a few options. He sent me a few options for the podcast, you know, for the new logo. Since it's kind of grown, I said I might as well look legit now instead of the one I made. And... uh so I asked around who can do it. And Ed's done some crazy stuff for me without me even asking in the past. So 
I appreciate you up there, Ed. I really do in Canada. And Ed has uh, sent me some samples. I'm kind of mulling through. And um, the funny thing is, like, it's uh, Ed, and I mean this with no disrespect, Ed is no kind of spring chicken, right? He's a wee bit older than me. But uh, I follow him on Instagram, and he's got a... I've been following his workout pages, and he's fucking jacked from what I can see. He's got arms like the Hulk, legs like fucking... Legs like... I was going to say legs like my arms. That wouldn't be an insult. Uh, just tree trunk legs, and he's uh, he's uh, he's in great shape. And I met Ed on when I used to work with Celtic Thunder. So... Uh, Ed's banging out some great work for me. So the podcast's taken off. So I want to thank Michael again and Ed for uh, for all your help and inspiration on the on the podcast. And you're kind of helping me. I got to number 10. I made it. And now it's time to uh, look at new logos and stuff and take it a little bit seriously now. And now I'm getting some contacts for advertisement and stuff. So we're talking about it. We'll see what's going on. Um... Why didn't you get someone young, someone said to me, about designing the podcast. I know this guy. And here's how he sold it to me. Right? He goes, he's a millennial. This guy's a millennial. He's good. Like, that, I'm supposed to be impressed. Oh, he's a millennial. Oh, good. Well, then I'm, let me, let me let, him, let him get right to work then. Let me just drop all my tools and go right to the millennial. Millennials get a bad rap, though. Don't you think... Don't you think that... Like... I heard a bunch of people the other day talking about millennials and it was just too, too fucking just biddies, old biddies. That's what I call old women. And you don't even have to be old. Just your demeanor and your tone of voice is just dragged and you're just an old biddy and you're an, like a nana. I call them nanas. Doesn't mean a grandmother is a nana. Just you act like a, like a nana. You know what I mean? You, you can already picture her, right? These millennials today. All of these millennials. Millennials get a very, very bad rap. I really, I, I'm generally serious about this. Like, millennials get such a bad, a, they're, like, they're not, I don't even think they're not understood. And everyone who complains about millennial is older than millennial, right? It's not a millennial. And it's always like, um, it's always like, oh, they're, they're, they're so fucking lazy. Millennials are so lazy. They're so soft. But you know what? You fucking raised them. Millennials just didn't pop out of, out of sprouts, out of the ground. They didn't grow from a fucking tree. It wasn't a swarm of, like, was that Moses sent a swarm of locusts and millennials? Right? You, you fucking raised them. You created millennials. Do you understand that? So if they have a shitty, shitty attitude... Is because you let them have a shitty attitude. You did. Don't blame anybody else. Blame yourself. Oh, they're, they're lazy. They won't go to work. Fucking make them go to work. Because when I was, I guess what, 16, right? 16 years old. And my mother filled in an application to work in a supermarket called Crazy Prices, which then went on to become uh, Tesco, one of the biggest supermarket chains in the world. Lying on the couch at home one evening. I filled an application for you. Phone rings. Manager calls. Yeah, we'd like to have Michael come down. That's my name, Michael. We'd like to have Michael come down. So she goes, Mick, we got an applica- We got a, a job interview. I don't want a job. You'll get down and you'll get that job. I don't want to go to the job. 
you fucking get down and get that job or you're not staying in this house, right? I was threatened to be thrown out in the street if I didn't go get a job. I was at school, right? How am I supposed to do my homework? Fucking figure it out. Me mom, me dad sent Mick Thomas down to the supermarket. I got a job. I started on a Thursday, right? Started on a Thursday. First job, I had to clean a compactor full of rotten meats. Just fucking all the shit goes into the compactor that nobody wants in a supermarket in the back store. Cardboard boxes, broken bottles. Someone spills a jar of spaghetti sauce. It all goes in the compactor. And then what happens is there's this big truck comes in, hooks up the compactor, drags it out. All this shit falls out into the ground. I have to go scoop it up. First day on my job, that was 13 years old. Sorry, first day on my job, it was a Thursday. I was 16 years old. Right? Went back on Friday night after school. Same shit. In the compactor again, Mick. But I was in the compactor yesterday. What, you think? You think we give a shit? Get in the compactor. Clean up more shit. Filthy dirty. Filthy dirty. Then what happened? Right? Saturday, I literally cried. 16-year-old Mick Thomas cried because I didn't want to go to work. My dad said, you fucking get down to work or I will kick the shit out of you. So I did. I went down to work. Crying. Walking down to work. Didn't want to work. The exact attitude that millennials have that you let them away with. Right? I'd be the very same. I wouldn't go to fucking work if I didn't, want, if I didn't have to. But that work ethic was bestowed in me. Make them go to fucking work. Don't accept any, any shit from them. Millennials are lazy because you fucking make them lazy. They're, they're always on their phones. Yes! Phones are fucking amazing! Phones are amazing. You think if I was 16, 17 and I had the technology I had now, I'd get anything done? I'd have my face shoved in the phone. Most of you people are on your phones anyway all the single time. Every last minute of the day, people are on their phones looking up bullshit. Looking up hot girls, looking up hot guys. You're bored at your job. You're bored at your desk. So you fucking, we look up millennials. We look up hot chicks. We look up dumb shit. Just as much as the millennials do. I'm doing air quotes every time I say millennials, by the way. Right? Millennials are always on their phone. Yes, of course they fucking are. I get nothing done. No, you know what happens? Here's the thing about millennials, why they have an advantage and why they're much better off than us. Why they're much better people than us. When I was a kid, I was, I was 10 years old. And I was in a group of friends, right? And... Uh, in Ashfield Drive, that's where I grew up. Ashfield Drive, Wexford, if you ever Google it. It's a, it's a typical Irish little town, little uh, housing estate area. So I was with a group of friends. We'd all get together. And then, uh, do you ever have that friend that just makes up shit? Just makes up bullshit. There's no way it happened. You know it's not true. Just making up shit constantly. Right? What would he say? This one guy said to me, he remember, I mean, his name was Shane, right? Sadly, I think he actually died recently back in Ireland. I don't want to say if that's wrong because we're not really friends anymore. But when we were kids, 10 years old, we were friends. I think I read somewhere he died, right? Oh, sorry to take a turn there. Uh, here's what he said to me. We're all in a group in a circle standing around. And he went, uh, he went, hey, Mick, you know what I heard the other day? And we go, what, man? You know, you, you know it's bullshit, right? You know there's nothing but bullshit coming out of this. Yeah, man, what did you hear? 
I heard this girl, she was pregnant and uh, she had sex again. Like, like, like if you get pregnant, you can't have sex again. Right? We knew where babies came from. We knew where babies came from. We knew how babies were born. Right? We didn't know the exact, all the technical details. Right? Like we knew a car ran by pressing the pedal. We didn't know all the fucking logistics of it. But press the pedal, the car goes. Ejaculate inside a woman, a baby is born. So we figured once you're pregnant, then that's it. You don't have to have sex anymore, right? So Shane goes, yeah, I heard this girl got pregnant. Then she had sex again. And inside her her baby was, she was having a baby girl. So she got pregnant again. And the baby got pregnant because that was a girl. Ten years old. And we went, all right, well, that, that seems fair, right? If you do that now, someone's going to go, ah, I think that's bullshit. Let me, let me pull up the phone. You go onto your phone. Can you get pregnant again if you're already pregnant? Can a baby inside you get pregnant? Your phone will go, are you fucking serious? This is what you're using this billion-dollar technology for? No, you can't, you fucking idiot. Phones are way better that way. What are we going to do? How are we going to call Shane a liar? We gonna get on the bikes, get our fat asses, and ride all the way down to the library? No. Phones are fucking amazing. Technology is amazing. If I had that at their age, holy shit! I remember, like, you remember when you were younger? And I'm talking to anyone that's that's uh, not a millennial now, right? And I do air quotes millennial. I don't mean this any disrespect to people who are millennials. Remember the remember porn? Like, do you remember the porn you had? Pornos, blue movies, they were called dirty movies. Right? The only porn you had if you were a kid, if you were walking through the woods and you found a magazine, because nobody would bring a magazine home, if you had a porno mag, you hid it in the woods and then you found it. And you and your friends would go look at it together. And you couldn't jerk off, right? You couldn't, you couldn't just sit there with your friends watching. So you would have to go home with your memory in your head and go, oh, geez, remember that boob? Remember the boob and the vagina we saw? You can go on your phone right now at 10 years old, 11, 12, 13, and look up anything. You could be jaded by sex at 16. Like they could, By the age of 16, you'll have seen it all. You can already be a sexual deviant by the age of 16 and have done nothing. You're like, yeah, it's all right. I've seen all that already. Yeah, is that a pair of breasts? Who cares? Already seen them. Already seen them. What's that, a vagina? Sick of vaginas. Wall-to-wall vaginas. Having sex? Hundreds of times a day I've seen that. Doesn't do anything for me. You're jaded already at 16. You know? Ah, you know what? Unless you see a naked woman riding around on a pig while eating an apple, then having sex with a midget, then I might look at it. Sorry, little person. You're fucked. Like, it's amazing being a millennial. I would love to. You have fucking everything at the palm of your hand. Oh, they're always in their phone. Everything is done in their phone. I do a joke sometimes in the city and I'll mention the word fax machine and they'll go, ooh, fax machine? And then I got to act all offended like, whoa, 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 you fucking asshole. Do you know what a fax machine? Why would they? Why would they? Right? And so I hear older comics get mad at the millennials. These fucking millennials, you know, I mentioned a fax machine and they don't even know what it is. So what? They're moving on with the future, you're not. What, do you want to do any abacus jokes while you're at it? Is that what you want to do? Some abacus jokes? Why are you yelling, Mick? Holy shit, why am I yelling? 
Fucking phones are amazing. Amazing. Remember when someone had called your house? Remember that? Someone called your house? You'd be upstairs. Mick, some such person's on the phone. You would run down the stairs, excited to get a phone call. Hey man, you want to go take a bike? Some going ride up such and such and such a place? All right, see you outside. All right, you go, you fucking get your phone. If your phone was busy, you had to wait. If your dad was on the phone talking to somebody, if your ma was talking to somebody on the phone, you had to wait. Now you can just type into a phone, dit, dot, dot. Hey, you want to come for a bike ride? Bing, send it over. You get it back. No, I'm watching naked girls on pigs. Fuck midgets. I'll be out when I'm done. Their video games are better. Millennials have the fucking best video games. Yeah, you know what? They're missing out on fresh air and all that stuff. And but like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't get into that stuff till I got older. When I was young, I just played outside because I had no choice. Because inside was shitty. Inside my house, growing up, was shitty. You had one television, two channels, and if my dad was home, he was watching them. That was it. You, of course, you'd be outside in the rain playing because inside was shitty. That's how inside shitty houses were when we were younger. That's how shitty inside your house was. Oh, we played outside because inside your house was shitty. Right? It could have been raining outside, sleet, hailstones, but it was still more fun than what was going on inside your shitty, shitty house. And off you, and off you went. You, the fucking video games now are amazing. I don't play them. In, I don't play them at all. But why fucking? Why would you? If you if you want, so I only started appreciating mountains and shit when I was older. I'm like, ah, oh, look at these mountains. All right, look, I like this. I've grown up a little bit. Maybe I've matured a little bit. Look at mountains, ocean. Love all this I do. You can't force someone to love a fucking mountain. You can't force someone to love a river. I take my kids out to the mountains and yell at them for not appreciating something. Look at that over there. What? It's a fucking mountain. Love it. Uh, okay. All right. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but it's a mountain. All right. Mad at them all the time. You know another one I heard too? They were talking about uh, how they, uh, how millennials, again air quotes, how millennials, um, they're complaining them. I'm trying to, this is a, try, this is a sensitive information uh, situation or topic I should say. So I'm trying to tiptoe into it without offending anybody. Um, oh yeah, they, they're always having these interracial relationships. That's what it was. That's basically the comment I heard by these two biddies. But they whispered it. They've no problem. You know, she's with a, she was with a Mexican guy. I think it was Puerto Rican. He was with a Mexican or Puerto Rican guy. It's all the same. They give kids a hard time about that too, right? So what? Heaven forbid you should end racism, right? <laughs> Heaven forbid that we should end racism, that we should have different couples meeting. Look, I'm not saying that we shouldn't stick to her. I'm not saying... You know, we shouldn't stick to our own. Let me finish. Right? Black people should stay with black people. White people should stay with white people. Spanish should stay with Spanish. Chinese should stay with Spanish. Not in relationships though. They should preserve each other's cultures and then invite everybody else into that culture. If you mix match 
all, everybody together, right? Then cultures are going to slowly go away. And I genuinely mean that. That's not as in, that's not coming across from a, from a racial point of view or anything. That's just, that, that, that literally means that some black, like black people have a great culture. White people have their own, whatever the fuck we have. Um, I know Irish people, we have our cool little culture. I know uh, Hispanic people have their own culture. But if you mix all the races together, like those cultures, I guess, eventually kind of go away or get watered down. So I'm saying everybody stick to themselves, but yet also share. Does that make sense? Or did that come across really racist? Because I didn't mean it to if it did. The point I'm trying to say is I should have ended the podcast minutes ago. But no, I'm already in. Let me fucking keep digging. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. We all need to fucking just let that shit go. All of it. My son, right, here's what's fucked up with people with, with kids. And here's what's, what's, what's messing kids up today. My son, eight years old, right? He, has, he hangs around with, with three, three best friends. One guy's a Chinese guy. The other guy's black. And the other guy's is Hispanic. I don't know where he's from. So I'm not just going to go Puerto Rican. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say Mexican. I'm not going to say El Salvadorian. I know he's Hispanic. Three of them and my son are the fucking, just like a Benetton commercial, right? Just like a college campus flyer. The best friends. They're, 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 they're four best friends, a little fucking group, right? They're the nicest kids. I wouldn't let them in my house, to be honest with you. I don't want shit going missing. <laughs> I'm joking. Relax. Right? So my son doesn't have any racism in his heart at all. My son just knows his friends look different, but he doesn't treat them different. Right? I'm watching TV with my son, and uh, every time a, gar- a pretty girl comes on television, go, hey, hey, come here, would you kiss her? Right? I just keep asking that because, you know, you want to make sure he's in theater, right? It's good to know what lies ahead. Would you kiss her? Yeah. Would you kiss her? No. Like any one that comes on, any girl that comes on. So one girl, one day, this, this, uh, this, this black girl came on. I can't remember. She's an actress. She's, I think she's absolutely beautiful. Um, I don't know her name. She was in the Django Unchained. That's not the movie I was watching with my son, by the way. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> You're all watching the Django Unchained. Ooh, well, son. <laughs> Let me explain what's happening here. I can't remember what it was. It was some kid's movie. And she was in. She's a very, very attractive woman. So I said to my son, I go, would you kiss her? He went, no. I said, why? He goes, I don't like her because her lips are too big. Right? All right, that's a fair observation. Then his mother was there and she went, that's racist. No, it's not. No, it's not. He fucking just has an opinion. It's not his fault. You can't like what you like. His best friends are Chinese, Hispanic, and black. They're his best friends. And you are putting it in his fucking head. You are putting it in his head that he's racist now. So now he's like, what, I'm fucking racist now? Like, all right, I guess I got to go. When he's older now, he's got to like, so prove he's not racist. He's like, all right, I guess I got to go. Ah, I got to go sleep with a black chick just to fucking prove I'm not racist, even though I don't want to. Right? And that's what we're doing with people, guys. That's what we're doing. So millennials, I say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep driving for millennials. You are the future. And if you have fucked up millennial, if you are if you are... If you were racist, millennial, if you were lazy, right? If you have no work ethic, if you don't know how to get shit done, don't be mad at yourself. Don't let people say it's millennials. Blame your fucking parents. Go them to the face and go, you fucking asshole. 
You never made me into a person. You just, you just protected me my whole life. You wouldn't make me go get a job. You wouldn't teach me about work ethic. You let me away with murder. You bought me whatever fucking car I wanted. You gave me a phone. Would you look at me, please, mother, when I'm talking to you? Get out of the fucking phone. Stop trying to cheat on dad. Right? I applaud you, millennials, and I think you're awesome. I really do. All right, guys, I'm going to call it a quits on there. I am down at the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. I'm headlining there from the week of the 24th all the way through to the 30th. So tickets on sale now. I got some other gigs popped up along the way, but that's the main one I want to promote. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you. And uh, I don't know why I'm yelling through this whole podcast. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Episode 10 in the bag. And uh, more to come, guys. Thanks so much for your your support. Don't forget to subscribe. And um, I'll talk to you again soon, guys. All right. Take care and good luck to you. Good luck. Is the Mick Thomas podcast.